0: 7th Parallel on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up everybody and welcome back to a bonus episode of Pixelated Paranormal episode 84. And this will be the last of the first ever AMA episode. We asked you guys on social media to ask us questions, and you guys did not disappoint. And as an added bonus, uh, we've got four main questions left, and Presto is back. And just in time, because these four remaining questions are really Preston questions.
0: Wow, that hasn't <laughs> happened too often.
1: I know. <laughs> so before we get into it, uh, we have a little shout out here to Trish. Uh, Trish messaged us this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that, but she mentions, guys, I'm only on episode two of Hellier, but doctor doesn't necessarily mean a medical doctor. Because remember, David was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so she says, it just means you have a PhD in a field. I know two math doctors. Could the Dr. Christie have been a professor? And so that was something I just kind of wanted to bring up. Thanks, Trish, for uh, hitting us up. We appreciate that. And that's a good point. We're all probably assuming he's a medical doctor, but he could have just as easily been a a doctor uh, in geology or a PhD. Could have been a dentist like Dr. Dre, doctor of the beats. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking doctor of beats. Get out of here. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit! So hell yeah um, so yeah, that's awesome that's that's food for thought, something we didn't think about, and uh, yeah, who knows hopefully uh they they roll out an episode two of Hellier and we can find out more about dr Christie, but uh for now, something excellent to ponder for a while
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: thanks for the message in this that's pretty cool. So, guys, it is um, fortunate that we are spending Valentine's Day together. So, uh, happy Valentine's Day to you boys. Happy Love Day. Yeah. And I wanted to ask uh, something sexy to start things off with to break the ice this time around. And uh, Evan wrote in this question after uh, we started – after we recorded last episode, uh, he had wrote this in. So, guys, get comfy and answer me this. Merry, fuck, kill. Bigfoot. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a me question. Mary,
1: fuck, kill Bigfoot, Slenderman, and Mothman.
2: Mm. This is hard. This is hard to.
0: Um, okay. I'll go first. All right, go ahead. I got this. So you're, you're gonna want to kill Slenderman because that's one creepy motherfucker who's gonna kill you. It's <laughs> all sort right. of like the mental shit going on. So you got to get that motherfucker mm-hmm. out of the way. But I'm not sure I'd want to be married to Mothman, so let's just fuck him. And then uh, I think I'm gonna take Bigfoot home for dinner. You know, bring him home to mom. He's a mama's boy. <laughs> He's, a mama's He's a mama's boy. boy. <laughs> okay, Steve, what do you think?
2: Uh, let's see. Let's do, <laughs> let's do kill kill Bigfoot. Oh, you like Bigfoot, but we'll it's fine words. Fuck Slenderman, because you know that motherfucker's a freak. Be getting all kinds <laughs> of crazy shit going on. <laughs> And then marry Mothman because <laughs> then we'll fly away happily ever after. Oh, it's like the never-ending story, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no,
1: that's too good. Yeah, I've got I got kind of the same thing. Um, kill Slenderman because fuck that guy. Um, on the same premise as as Preston, he'd he'd kill you. I I picture Slenderman like a black widow. He'd yeah. you know invite you in, give you a good good romp in the sheets, and then murder you while you slept. Um, fuck Bigfoot because we don't know that Bigfoot's a man. Bigfoot could be a lady.
2: Wait, that's false about Slenderman though. Why? Like, uh, because isn't his like thing, like if you stare at him, he'll kill you. But if you turn your back to him, he won't. Um, maybe. I think it kind of depends on which, uh. You have sex with Slenderman and then you just turn your back on him. You don't matter. And you're good to go. Oh, They're saying do doggy
1: style. <laughs> Get him from behind. Give him the old angry dragon.
2: <laughs> this is an all ages podcast.
1: <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, no, see, the thing here is you kill Slenderman, right? Mm. But you fuck Bigfoot because, like I said, Bigfoot could be a lady. We've never really set out and said Bigfoot's a man, baby. A man, baby? You know. <laughs> wait a second Did we just discover the truth behind Bigfoot is just a giant hairy man baby oh, <laughs> hashtag man, baby. no pedo um, and then I'd marry Mothman because he seems to be a guy who has my best interests at heart and like you said Steve we could fly away into the sunset
2: huh. there you go
1: yeah but guys the sexiness doesn't have to stop there because Isaac wrote us in another bonus question kind of towards the uh The end of the, actually this morning, I think. I may have got, nope, yesterday morning. Isaac says, riddle me these three questions. Question number one, guys, would you have sex if you knew a ghost was in the room watching?
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, (laughs) I'm thinking about all the times I've done it in my life. There could have been a ghost there at any time. Like, what the fuck do I care? Right. Yeah, I wouldn't give a shit. Okay, fair enough. Question number two. Have you
1: ever pooped in the presence of a ghost? Because ghosts be nasty.
0: I fucking shit a lot, so I'm pretty sure (laughs) at some point in time I've dropped a deuce in front of a dead one.
1: Yeah, odds are the amount of times you poop, you probably have definitely had greater chances of pooping in front of a ghost than you have having sex in front of a ghost. I'm already
2: shitting out these ghosts, so
1: that's how it rolls. (laughs) I thought you were saying I'm already shitting right now. (laughs) Damn. Got a bucket. Okay, third question, guys. Heavy hitter here. Is it cheating if a hot ghost lady gives you a handy? Mm. Mm,
2: I don't know. I just keep thinking of that scary movie, too, when that chick's getting getting freaky with the ghost. and just got like, her up the wall and shit. It's just so funny. Oh, I've never seen that
0: movie before. Oh, it's pretty funny. Like, is it, pretty a, is it a visible ghost or is it like an invisible ghost? Because if it's a visible ghost... Yeah, I'm going to probably call that like a cheating. But mm-hmm. if it's invisible, you could play it off as like a psychic hand job. Like I just mentally jerked myself off. So, you know, just the- how many man hours have you wasted trying to do that, Preston?
1: <laughs> the world <laughs> may never know. <laughs> First off, Evan
2: and Isaac are fucking freaks. They'd be sending us these weird ass questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. some
1: Rob, Rob questions. Uh, those are some 11th hour shit that came in last minute, guys, right before the press. Hold on guys, hold on, hot news Hot news news. (laughs) Uh, Hell yeah, thanks a lot Isaac and Evan, those were some good stuff Got the ball rolling, something something romantic For Valentine's Day Alright, so the first first Question of the night of the final four Landon, our buddy From all the way in New Zealand Asks "Mm, How much do you think mushrooms come into the Equation when talking paranormal things
0: Asking for a friend Am, am I, am I doing this one first? I mean, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I, I think they would play a big part in it. And that's something I've always have been curious about because, mm-hmm. um, the main psychedelic in mushrooms is DMT uh-huh. and your, your brain naturally produces DMT. So, um, there's been some scientific studies that have shown like monks who meditate, um, on a daily mm-hmm. basis for long periods of time. <clears throat> they see what we call like meditation lights. And because you're in a meditative state, you're causing your brain to produce low amounts of DMT that, um, can cause you to have like out of body experiences. And, uh, when you do the uh, float tank, you know, me and Sean have done a float tank. I don't think Steve, have you done one yet? No, I'd like so to, the, the, you know, the idea behind the float tank is because it cuts your body off from all the senses, you know, like being able to feel, um, being in the dark and like floating in this hot water, um, it basically puts your brain into overload and your brain mm-hmm. starts dumping DMT into your system, which also allows you to disconnect from your body. So, um, you, you know, the people who, um, over the course of the years who have like, uh, there was a, like a book on shit with mushrooms and a guy was on a bus in England and fucking just ate like five mushrooms. And he said that, uh, he was looking at this baby <laughs> on the bus and, and, like, the baby actually started to talk to him like an, like it was an adult. So, like, the, the reincarnated soul of the baby was like, good day, sir, you're a fuck face. And he was like, holy shit, this, this fucking baby. And, you know, so I, I think that, you know, <laughs> what fuck? it is, yeah, it, it's the increase of the DMT, which, um, you know, allows you to disconnect from this reality and, and bring in some of those other things like there's weird reports of like people seeing like fucking gnomes and all these like weird little goblin creatures um, when they do mushrooms and thing like and things like that, because I think that the DMT is allowing you to reconnect um, with that other reality. And uh, the uh, Nazca lines in Peru, like those big giant spiders and monkeys and fucking alien looking things. Um, ancient alien theorists always said that they thought that the, the reason why those were built was because you can only see them from like, you know, three, four 500, 600 feet up in the air. So you would have to be in a fucking flying saucer to see these, you know, things made out of rocks or astral projecting. Right. And the shamans in that area said, no, 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 it had nothing to do with fucking ancient aliens. We, you know, we got fucking high as a kite and then, um, we would astral project and we would go into these other realms with the gods and things like that. And when we were coming back toward our body, we needed, like, a map. We needed something that we could see, and we were floating up above our body. So when we saw the giant fucking monkey, we were like, oh, there's my body. Boom, back in it. <laughs> Just take a left of the giant monkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't – I've uh-huh.
1: never done any
2: kind of hallucinogen thing, but uh, I know people I have, and I love talking to them about it and their experience. And, of course, with everything like that, you're going to get the people that are pretty honest with you and kind of like – um. Really chill chill about telling their experience. And we'll be honest right. with you about if you're going to experience with that and the benefits of doing that, you need to be in a complete, um, safe environment, you know, no negativity, <laughs> no stress. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Stuff like that. And then you'll have the other people, they're like, nope, it's worth it, man. You can do it anytime. But you're like, fuck, like, shut up.
1: Yeah, but, yeah um, I don't think
0: I'm going to be in a bus with people. And then, so like, you know, the <laughs> lady's next to me, baby, is like, hello. Like, yeah.
1: dude, tie me down to a chair. <laughs> good day, fuck face. I said good day. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: but it's also more. It's also a lot more common. I talked to
1: uh,
2: a friend that uh, he's told me quite a bit about it and, like, the benefits that it does for people with PTSD and, like, veterans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. So it's pretty cool to see that, that that's starting to become more of a semi-mainstream thing. And people are starting to not have just this negative stigma about it. But the thing is, is that, that affects everybody's brain differently.
1: Right. Like, oh, a, sure. Yeah. Like a lot.
2: So having a mainstream to a degree, you know, like, I don't know. Be yeah. Really
1: well, weird. it's a lot like uppers and downers and, and different medicine for mental health. Yeah. Somebody who is an extreme, you know, up all the time, they have to have that extreme downer to where somebody who's, quote, balanced takes an upper or a downer and they just get high as hell you know, you might have to have one extreme to balance out the other extreme. Yeah. So while one person takes, you know, ayahuasca, um, they're going to have a completely different experience, but you know, what's weird speaking to ayahuasca is, uh, Landon, this, this, and we may not have answered your question completely, but I think we definitely had a nice tangent. Um, People that take ayahuasca have mentioned how they see the mechanical elves all the time. Mm -hmm. These little diminutive, you know, elf-like gnome creatures that are in your body, you know, whatever realm you go to, like, you'll wake up and look down at your feet and they'll be, like, unscrewing your toes or, like, (sighs) you know, cutting your leg off and, like, working on your body and, like, pulling out your insides and fixing you. There's a lot of people who have, like, you know, debilitating diseases and ailments and they take this medicine – um, trip balls, shit their brains out. <laughs> but also like these little, you know, gnome doctors fix them as well. There, uh,
0: there was a guy that wrote a book about his it was called like, you know, My Journey with Ayahuasca. And uh he had, shit pants story. <laughs> he he had talked about where like he, he it was like the second or third time that he took it and like you know he's in like this group of you know people like you go down to Peru, you pay like four thousand dollars the shaman you know shows you how to drink the tea safely because you know you, you have to after you drink it you have to start throwing it up or otherwise you will shit yourself and yeah. uh so he's like the third or fourth trip like he's sitting there and like all of a sudden like his dick <laughs> grows into this giant flower and he was like and i started to <laughs> suck life out of my own dick that oh was my flower. god
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what's well, crazy though too is that like, go back to the gnomes like seeing that shit sean as much as you love gnomes with yeah. that with that like totally scar you for life or do you think you'd be like kind of just mesmerized by seeing them put you back together?
1: I think it has to do with where you are in life because I'm open to the idea. I know there's a better chance than not. There's not little gnomes running around my backyard, you know, in the forest and shit like that. I have a small amount of hope that there could be, I believe there is the potential to be something like that. So, I mean, I'm open to the idea. I don't think it would, you know, destroy my psyche as next uh, as mm-hmm. much as the next person, mm-hmm. you know, who has zero uh, affinity for any of that stuff.
0: And I always wondered as like an experiment, you know, like with ghost hunting, you know, we go, like my brother and I will go to like cemeteries and we'll use spirit box and, um, you know, recorders and do EVPs and things like that. I've always wondered if we went to a cemetery in a controlled environment where like uh-huh. one of us took a bunch of mushrooms and we were able to disconnect, would we actually see you know uh, what the um, the Islam culture calls ghouls, like the jinn that hang out in graveyards and suck uh-huh. off the life force. Like you know, would we see weird things, or would it be because we are high as a kite? Like our brain is just making up you know shit that's not even there. Like how how do you distinguish between the two? So, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think a lot of people. I think what Landon's probably getting at initially at the at the root of it is how many people are are stoned or on mushrooms when they see. The UFOs and shit like that, aliens and stuff like that, and the the answer is, you know, short answer, probably half, three quarters of the people are probably on something, but there's just as many people who are not on something that have seen unexplained phenomenon. But I uh, I definitely think, uh, in another time, another place, it'd be an interesting experiment to do. You know, yeah. Fortunately, since so- uh, unfortunately, society you know doesn't allow us to do that. Um, you can put your tinfoil hat on and say it's because the government is scared of. What the general population will do if they're able to access that, you know, darkened part of the psyche. Makes sense. Yeah. Lots of studies, like you said earlier, uh, Steve, it does a lot of wonder for people who have PTSD. There have been studies showing that people are able to function higher, uh, at higher levels, you know, mathematically, scientifically, Mm -hmm. all sorts of shit. They can learn faster. They can learn other languages, you know, quicker, that kind of shit. So,
0: yeah. And there's been companies in California that, basically paid their employees to microdose on LSD because it made them more creative Yeah, and made them learn, like you can learn like Russian or German within a matter of weeks just by microdosing on LSD because it causes your brain just to function, you know, at a different rate. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yep. That's how you keep the flock close is keep them stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, shit, that was – I told you, Steve, that was a Preston question. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We, we would have we glossed over that in about two or three minutes. But. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia right, so Preston. No Damn shit, Wikipedia right. Preston. So the next one comes from Rob Bones. If you could visit any haunted location in the world, no cost to you, where would it be? As part of the deal, you do have to stay at least one night by yourself. So last part of that question – what do you bring with you? And Steve, you go first. Let's let let's you and I go first, then President can follow up. Haunted location in the world, no
2: cost. Um, it, I don't really know if it's, I mean, I would imagine it to be haunted because a lot of horrible shit there. Auschwitz for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, ha- that has to be some kind of, there's just so much negative energy there. There has to be Uh-oh. that. And plus, I want to visit it. I want to visit it anyway for the history. Uh, but that, that's totally where I would be. So when I buy yourself, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What would you bring with you? Uh, yeah.
1: What would you bring with you? And just anything, what would you bring? Are you going to bring your, uh, your iPod? Are you going to bring an iPad? Definitely bring, bring my, fucking... definitely bring my, bring my phone. Uh, okay. To
2: record anything and, your, and to take pictures of everything. Um, I guess like some kind of like light. I want to walk around and see see things at night, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. Just basic shit, I guess. I don't there's not really anything <laughs> anything, anything special.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Some snacks. What is it? What is the name and snacks is that what you said? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What's the name of that haunted bar that John is it John Mackey's haunted bar? I no. have no idea. Sure. Okay, hang on a second. Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey. Bobby Mackey's. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Mackey's is a very notoriously haunted um, bar. And I want to say it was in Kentucky. And supposedly at the very bottom of this bar um, in the basement, there is supposedly a porter to hell. A uh, porter. <laughs> it's probably a porter and a longer. A portal to hell at the bottom of this, um, this bar. And it's said to be haunted by the spirits of like cowboys and all this weird shit. So, um, uh, Ghost Adventures, just go in and Google Bobby Mackey's Haunted Bar. It's in Covington, Kentucky. And uh, everybody's been there, Ghost Hunters, all those people have been there and had some pretty interesting shit happen, you know, if you want to believe what happens on those shows. But I would uh, I would definitely want to go there. As for staying the night by myself, um, I would stay the night myself there. But I would definitely bring with me my St. Sebastian Pendant. The four leaf clover that I found, um, and probably some salt packets Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, something we need to look into Steve or, uh, Preston, I, my St. Sebastian finally broke that one that you and I got from, uh, your buddy when we ran Tough Mudder. I've Mm -hmm. always carried that everywhere I go. And so far it's served me very well. Um, I want to see about casting that in some resin along with that four leaf clover that I have dried out. Yeah. So that might be a little thing we do some other time, but. Yeah, I would. I would. I have a little bit of uh, superstition in me here, and I definitely bring those things for some good luck. Um, probably say a couple of prayers. I'm not the world's most religious man, but uh, I, I do believe. So, say a prayer. Bring it's some salt packets with man. me. Right. <laughs> uh, might even throw my cross on for that one. Might even wear my cross. I don't know. But that's what you that know, I would do. I just don't get. I don't get spooked about stuff like that.
2: Like mm-hmm. people would be like, "Oh, I'd stay there for a million dollars." I'd do it for a hundred like <laughs> and snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd do it for free. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like, I don't get scared about something because like I've never mm-hmm. experienced anything like that yet.
1: Yeah. One but day, that's a neat paradigm. Have, you know. That's the paradigm there is that Preston and I have had our fair share of weird shit happen to us. So I think you have a higher guard and, and you know, like, okay, growing up in a haunted house, that's like a level one messing with the Ouija board level two fucking haunted bar fucking level five. That's some serious shit potentially. So we'd be more on edge to where if you haven't really experienced too much, you just, you want to see something, mm-hmm. you know, you want to ex- uh, experience it. So you're probably more apt to just fucking kick the door down in there and start, you know, pissing on the pentagrams where we might tiptoe a little more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, the real, the people want to know, Preston, what would you bring and where would you go?
0: Um, you know, I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of the place, but we talked about it. Um oh shit like episode 35 episode 36 so in um like what was it the uh, the Czech Republic or somewhere over there by Russia uh-huh. there's that giant hole in the ground um that they built a couple castles on and then the people claimed that like these weird demon creatures like uh, something from Castlevania you know, came out of the hole and like ripped the villagers apart. And then like several years later, like a king oh, built like a mansion over the top of it. And then like the Nazis did some weird fucking experiments. Um, uh-huh. I would fucking stay there for free by myself and i would you know probably just bring like you know my uh you know my digital recorder and like a pbs7 and maybe some salt so that i can make a salt circle around myself so in case there actually were some weird bat demon things they wouldn't carry me off to the seventh pit of hell but uh i'd fucking do it for free so you know i think i I think with all my uh, the weird paranormal shit that's happened to me over the years like uh haunted houses or like not even like level one that's like a half a level like that ain't that ain't <laughs> shit like right i want right. to take it up like 10 nodges so I, I want to go to those places that are supposed to be like the seventh portal of hell like give me some fucking holy water bring it on fucking demons <laughs> no, call sure. me father kerrigan Yeah. Um, What on a side note, what
1: all are you going to bring with you when we go down to uh, Omaha?
0: So I'm going to bring I'm going to bring our uh, our PBS seven. Now, what is that? Act like we don't know, because Steve and I don't know. So the PBS seven, that's a little handheld radio um, that um, scans basically like four or five stations per one second. And you can do AM bands or FM bands. And I broke the antenna off. So literally, like it's hard as sh- as hell for things to come through like normal like radio stations. So uh, a lot of times it's just pure static, but it's going so fast that it just generates like this weird white noise. And um, the spirit box shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring that. We I'm don't gonna bring. So bad. I'm gonna bring uh, our digital recorder, and then I got uh, my camera that has like uh, the super night vision on it. And then I have like a infrared spotlight so that, uh, it shines in the, you know, you don't see it, but on the camera, it'll actually make areas that you're moving it around brighter. And then, uh, you know, maybe some white candles and, um, you know, what, what else I can bring my uh, talking board if you need me to. So
1: what's a talking board, Preston?
0: it's basically you use a pendulum on it and it just says like yes or no so you ask questions and then the, another person will hold the pendulum over it and it will swing to yes no maybe um and things like that also known as a ouija board Yeah, you know ouija board has like letters and stuff uh um but uh, like a, a talking board is just for like yes no type questions like oh know, okay cool are, are you and dead then. it'll swing to yes and do you like you know pizza it'll swing to yes Whereas an actual Ouija Ouija board, it, you know, it can spell things out. So, uh
1: huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Anything else you plan to bring with us?
0: No, um, no, not really. I mean, that's we, uh, that's kind of the standard go-to ghost hunting equipment. You know, nice.
1: We talked a little bit about um, if the stars align and we do get a chance to do that special project at that special location. Um, we might bring some noise canceling headphones and try that same uh, experiment too, they dude. did on Hellier. Yeah, that I definitely yeah. that I definitely want to do. So yeah, I mentioned that to Alan, and he's pretty uh on board with that as well. So that might be pretty interesting to do. So Hell I yeah, wanna
2: go, I want to go with you guys <clears> so fucking bad.
1: Well, buddy, we will definitely do some more paranormal road trips.
0: Yeah, I, I think do, Alan I wanna just really,
2: really I want to do that uh that fucking um spirit box thing. That shit's tied to me. Yeah.
0: Well, That's
1: we'll definitely great. do it, dude. I think Alan kind of lit the fire under our asses, and uh, this will be our, our very first one. But we'll do that, man. We'll definitely yeah. take some little, little mini trips, road trips, and do some of this kind of stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe record it and uh, and post it, stuff like that. Well, on a similar note here, guys, kind of a, a sidestep, Mindy asks, What's your favorite abandoned place? Not necessarily haunted but somewhere that's been abandoned that you would like to explore. And Preston, we kind of talked about some urban exploring um, would be a lot yeah. of fun. Mindy notes that her favorite would be Pripyat. I believe I pronounced that somewhat correctly. Ukraine where Chernobyl blew up. Yeah, that's legit. And I mean, hell, that thing, that's, that's on everybody's. That's If not my top, that's my very close second. Um, I'd want to go.
2: Would you do the dark? Would you would do the dark tourist stuff? Oh
1: shit! You know what? I haven't even finished that series yet.
2: Yeah, they go they go to that, and you can, um, yeah, they I mean they take tours there, and you'll walk with the what is it called the radiation detector? The fancy name for it. Oh, shit counter, guy, Geiger counter or whatever. I don't fucking remember. yeah, yeah, Geiger counter. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, you carry one of them around, and like you're kind of free to walk around a little bit. But you know, they teach you like. I don't know. It depends on your tour guide. Some are some are like kind of more lax. They kind of like, eh, if you want to risk it for the biscuit type of thing. But <laughs> that stuff's been kind of cleared out a lot. Like it's not as potent as it used to be. So yeah, it's it's a it's a lot more safe now. But yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool to see. Uh, there's another place that he went to on that show that was an old. It's like back. It's out on an island. And it's completely abandoned. And I mean, it's like skyscrapers built into the island, like the actual terrain. It's really cool. Oh, uh, I nice. mean, just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, <clears> what they <throat> called houses, basically like apartments. It's just so weird. Uh, but also, like, I love ghost towns. I've been to I've been to quite a few of them in old, like uh, mm-hmm. mining, mining towns, stuff like that. railroad towns. And that stuff's really fun, too. Um, another cool thing is. Um, what The hell is it? These dudes on YouTube, they go to like abandoned malls and like uh, old, what I call like an oil drum, like a massive, huge, like two football fields worth of this, like just a structure that used to hold oil. And it's been oh, wow. all abandoned and, you know, there's no, there's no liquid in it left at all. And in them, the way they are built, you come in and then there's usually like a, an, an access like port or like a door almost. And then there's actual stairs that go down to the bottom and you can go in there and it's pretty cool. People create like skate parks and, and, and out of them. And like oh, it's, shit, really. yeah, it's really, really sick. So one of them would be pretty cool to see too.
0: Shit. Yeah. Um, Preston, where would you go, dude? Um, well, there's several places like, um, I've always had a fascination with like abandoned, um, um, Sanitariums. So there's all these mm-hmm. like old mental hospitals across the United States where, like, you know, the buildings have been up for maybe like a hundred or, you know, 50. 50- 60 years and, uh, within like the, the mid sixties, early seventies, you know, they, sh- they shut those, um, places down and then it opened up like county hospitals that had better healthcare. So you have these old, um, like in Augusta, um, you know, there's like the, the hospital that's there, um, that looks mm-hmm. like this badass mansion in Topeka. There's an old sanitarium there that's, uh, just has like a silo and some really creepy ass looking buildings. Um, so places like that um, I would really like to get into. And then, like, here in Wichita, we have underground tunnels. Um, and uh, one of them was, like, underneath the church where, like, a, a nun convent was. I think we talked about that when we did the Wichita sanitarium episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so pl- places like that, um, th- I mean, I would love to explore those. So,
1: Oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Isaac was telling me that there is a cave entrance outside of El Dorado.
0: Yeah.
1: Fucking I never go. knew that. It's, it's severely off limits. Um, probably private property and boarded up and shit like that. But hmm. there might be some goblins. Let's fucking in the woods. sneak in
0: do it. Fucking Goblin Central right there. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, um, I'll be honest. I didn't have a There's good answer. There's already goblins in El Dorado. Oh. Wah, Um, Isaac knows I didn't what I'm talking ha- about. <laughs> I didn't have an answer prepared, Mindy, when you asked that question. So I was going to really just try to find some just outlandish abandoned place that sounded cool. And then serendipitously, um, our buddy Farley on Facebook, shout out to Farley. Um, he posted a vice article about this abandoned wildlife park in Melbourne, Australia. And this thing is noted for having a giant shark in an abandoned aquarium that has been packed in formaldehyde. So, um, the title of the vice article really sets the feeling sets the stage. This abandoned Melbourne wildlife park features a decaying shark. The great white shark sits in a tank of formaldehyde, like a discount Damien Hirst. Wow. Yeah. And I don't have a whole lot of information on it. I'm really sorry. If you guys just go in and type in on Google, um, You know, abandoned shark Australia or abandoned shark, um, Melbourne. You can find a lot of information about it. I found articles saying this is in Melbourne. I found articles saying this is in, um, Victoria. So it's, it's in Australia for sure, but I found differing information. So I didn't want to do like much of a deep dive on it, but it appears to be like an old, you know, like wildlife park and there were some displays of.
0: You know, um, but for all you art, uh, non-art nerds out there, Damien Hurst was an artist who it was in like mid 90s, early 2000s, put a great white shark inside this giant glass jar and filled it with formaldehyde. And uh-huh. it, like, it sold on the art market for like millions of dollars. But what he didn't tell people is he didn't do the concoction right because it was a piece about um the you know the realities of time. And so this guy paid like millions of dollars for this great white shark, and then within like two years, it like basically rotted <laughs> inside the jar. And now he's got this <laughs> giant fucking like glass of like gross, shotty parts. Soup. <laughs> yeah, <shark soup. laughs> that's
1: disgusting. Um, it's a lot like taxidermy taxidermy is the word I was looking for. Um, they had a lot of giant animals that were taxidermied and preserved and the shark was kind of the main attraction. Well, for whatever reason, the park, you know, didn't do very well. It was sold from person to person. And then eventually I believe they just gave up on it. And this wildlife park has this huge, uh, case. It's like a giant aquarium and it's got this murky green water and you can see kind of the shadowy outline of a, uh, A shark, this giant great white shark. And it says what's really interesting is this guy who found it. There's also videos. I'll post a link to the video whenever we post the episode. There's like, he says, a broken TV that somebody has tossed in the top of it. Um, There's cracks in some of the glass where people have tried to hit it with a hammer and break it, you know, because everybody's a killjoy in some way or another. But, uh, I mean, that – that would be where I would want to go as of right now because I think you can imagine walking up to that glass. It's like electric neon green water. And you just see the outline of this giant fucking shark. And you're just sitting there waiting for this thing to flinch or to look over at you. So I can't even imagine the uh, the adrenaline rush you get. But wow. I think that would be totally badass. So we might talk more about it. We may not. But I'll definitely post the video because, I mean, I think the guy who did the original video – He's gonna be the one that's probably the best to to talk about that over us, but that is where I fucking want to go real bad. That'd be dope. Sounds badass, and I'll post some pictures when we post this next episode um, for people to see what I'm talking about. But um, a cool side note, real quick, Steve, the guy who di- uh, does Dark Tourist, mm-hmm. David Ferrier or Ferrier, uh, he also had a documentary he did called Tickled. And it's about this weird online group of—I um, don't know if you want to call them voyeurs or not. You know, again, not kink shaming, but there was a time where you were seeing a lot of high school wrestlers and high school athletes—you know, barely 18s, um, being recruited for two, three thousand bucks a pop to go to this um, warehouse, go inside, get tied down, and be tickled by their peers. Nice. And he. He catches wind of this and so he starts to investigate it. And he's like, there's got to be something very, very wrong with this. Yeah, very perverted. You know, something. And it was a woman, there's like a woman that had an empire and she was the one who's in charge of this shit. And like, it goes from being like a real funny like what the fuck is this documentary to some real serious fucking shit because yeah, he starts getting death threats and he starts getting all these weird like phone calls and shit about like you need to stop you need to stop chasing after us you need to stop investigating this they try to ruin his career and this was back in 2016 and dark tourist i think came out late 18 but uh, of course it takes you all the way to the end of the rabbit hole with what this thing really was and it's just a fucking wild ride so um, That's definitely worth watching sometime for all you guys out there. But uh, anyway, back to it. Danny writes in, guys, what is the scariest game you ever played? It doesn't have to be scary by today's standards, but just the moment in time when you were the most scared and had, as Gordon Ramsay would say, shut it down moments. Sure. <laughs> and uh, he says his was Fatal Frame on PS2.
0: I think that's the one that Steve and I talked about the other night with the little Japanese girl that goes Mm -hmm. to the uh, abandoned village and she has the camera. Like that game, I would always play it at like one or two o'clock in the morning, like down in the basement when I live with my parents. And, you know, that basement is where I had all my paranormal experiences. So it was automatically creepy as fuck. And then I'm playing this fucking creepy ass game in the dark. And there were moments where I'm like, I'm just going to have to shut it off. Like I can't do this and I can't go to sleep tonight because this (laughs) music. Just the, the, you know, the, the ambiance of the game itself, like the environment it creates, like it just yeah, freaked yeah. me the fuck out. Like Resident Evil, like if you get scared by that, you're a fucking pussy because that's nothing compared to this game. Like this game just maxed yeah. it to the, you know, the 10th level.
2: Fatal Frame is very, very unique. And so as, as is two, after that, the series kind of got weak. But as I said to you and Corey the other, the other night, when we were talking about this. It's such an easy concept, that game. and such a unique concept at the same time why that hasn't been rebooted with today's tech and games. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable uh, to me
0: dude. a fucking VR. That would be like a fucking yeah. mind trip right there.
2: So I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, mine's kind of, kind of a tie and it's also kind of a two parter because one was a video game, but it was a tech demo and mm-hmm. there was uh, a game that just randomly came out. It was released on PlayStation four and it just came out one night. And uh, it was called PT. And what this game was is basically you, something happens, you wake up in this room. It's all first person. You go out the door, go down a hallway, go down the other hallway, go through a door, and you keep repeating that same motion over and over again. Every once in a while, something will change in the hallways. There's like a, uh, when you go down one hallway, there's like a room. And if you look up, there's like a chandelier and like kind of like an upper walkway that you can't get to. There, and then there's like a front door and things like slowly start changing, starts getting really weird. Uh, then there's like this, like a, like a door will then open and then you think, oh, I can go somewhere else. But it's just like a door, like a bathroom. And then it does it again. And then like every time you go through the repeated process, something changes or you can access a certain part and then it'll make it different. Like it's really strange, uh, but very, very, very eerie. Like the sounds, because you keep doing the same thing. You kind of get used to the sounds that we normally hear, like the outside there's wind and there's things like tapping on the wall, but then mm-hmm. you'll be like, okay, going down here again. And then something like a door will slam shut or a telephone will ring, or there might be a little fetus in the, in the, the freaking sink of the bathroom. Like it's just, it's so, so bizarre. And there's a scene I was playing and I'll never forget this. Cause I, I, I downloaded it. I was like, what is this? And, Internet was starting to buzz about it, and I download it, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of spooky. And there's this one scene where you're walking, and you come into that room with like the chandelier, and you're looking around, and you're kind of scared, and then all of a sudden, like in the like this like this like lady, this old lady just appears out of nowhere, and it's so freaking scary. And i just, I mean, I was like playing it with headphones, and I just like screamed like a little bitch. It was crazy, and my roommate at the time was <laughs> like, "What the hell are you screaming?" I'm like, "This fucking game, it's nuts." Uh, then once you beat it, there's a there's come to a part where there's, like, all these eyeballs on the wall everywhere. And it's, like, all, like, red and bloody and, like, moist everywhere. And you go and you have to, like, look in this one wall. So, basically, what I gathered from it is that you're inside. You were inside your head. And when you look into this crack in the wall, you go back to reality. And then, then a cutscene happens. And it basically shows this guy in this, like, weird... Shit everywhere, and then it turns his face, and it's Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, <laughs> and and then you're like, what the hell is this? And, it, and then it said a video game, a video game by Hideo Kojima, I really, yeah, Hideo Kojima and Gu- Guillermo del Toro, and you're like, what the fuck? And then basically, in a roundabout way, they found out that game was being the brand new Silent Hill, and they were going to reboot it like oh. like um, nothing they've ever done before and then konami ended up firing that they konami ended up letting go of hideo kojima because of creative shit and then the project was disbanded and then they wouldn't even went far enough to be like okay if you have that game downloaded on your ps4 that's great you'll always be able be able to play that if not we're locking the download so you can never download it again they want they got so pissed they wanted to delete the fucking memory of that game and how bizarre it was And it was like this big drama. Uh. So if you have a PlayStation with that demo still on it to be able to be played, you can sell your PlayStation for a lot of money. And some modder out there has actually recreated the entire game scene for scene, everything about it in uh, a VR mode on the PC. And Chauncey has that. And I couldn't imagine playing that shit in it. So um, I, and then with that, like the, for like a scary video game, Uh, Resident Evil 7 is out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and it's pretty intense by itself as it is. They kind of did the whole thing. They did a reboot. They made a first-person Resident Evil, scary as fuck, like cannibal-type game, and Uh you can play that game entirely on VR if you wanted to as well. And I haven't done that because that game's like one of the most intense VR games on the PlayStation VR right now. Not just mm-hmm. for, like, scare factor, but, like, motion sickness. And I still have quite a bit of motion sickness with my VR headset. So, I haven't played that, but I, I, I've I played through the game on with a controller. And that's some scary-ass shit in some of them parts. So, I couldn't imagine that in VR. Uh, but, <laughs> and another game that I've played, I have not finished. I would love to so much, but I can't because it makes me very, very, um, just, like, so stressed out. And that's Alien Isolation. Because in that game, like fighting is not an option against a xenomorph. Like you have to hide. You, you you're you're helpless. Like you can <laughs> you you're not gonna win. And that game has a really cool feature because if you have a connect, which a lot of people don't anymore, uh, but if you did, it had this really cool feature or PlayStation with PlayStation camera that when you're playing the game, if you have this feature enabled, when the game makes you scream or make a loud noise, the xenomorph will hear you and come fucking. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's really, really intense. But That's so hilarious. I I tried playing that game. I think it maybe got like an hour and a half into it and it was just I, I could only play like 10-15 minutes at a time because I was just so so stressed over it. It's just, so it sounds Too so much, stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but it's it's really good. I do enjoy video games a lot and I enjoy scary games a lot. But most of them I can get through like I just beat Resident Evil 2 and like Preston said it's not it's not scary it's more of a there are some parts that will get you with like jump scares but it's not like a like a freak you out scary and the freak you out scary is what I want like I'm not scared right. of a xenomorph I can see that in a movie I can you know have an I have an action I'm looking at my action figure right now but like actually feeling helpless against something like that. And knowing that if you make one false move and make a sound like you're in control of that, that's what I really wish people would understand with video games because there's a lot of people out there that don't play video games and then they might be like, Oh, it's just not my thing. And that's, and that's, and that's cool. But video games to me are the best forms of entertainment in my opinion, because you get to control some of that. You are in, you are in full control of most games and then everybody's experience will be different you know like i just i love the shit out of those scary video games and i know danny does too. yeah hell i've fucking gotten something from danny before
1: <laughs> <That is crazy. laughs> so heck yeah what about you man one moment that scared me or one game that just scared the shit out of me was the very first dead space yeah oh, that damn, game was creepy funny. as fuck that's funny dude. you say
2: that yeah because yeah. i'm the same way like uh when that game first came out i couldn't play it i could not yeah like, it i was, can see why it was, it was very very intense and i was not expecting it to be like when i first seen trailers for it. So I was like oh this game looks amazing it's in space it's like an alien type thing you know uh-huh. i'm ready dismemberment it's great and then when i played it i was like this is, this is really fucking intense. This game there's, is fucked, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, a part, there's a part in the game... Well, first off, when I, this was back before I changed my rule. I play all my games on easy. I don't give a shit. Right. Many times. I have way too much stuff to play to be worried about starting an area over and over and over again. So on Dead Space, I was playing on normal mode because that's how I used to play my games. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm going to put this on easy because what I would do is I would... I was so afraid of dying and getting into mm-hmm. a situation where I had to actually put some difficulty on that that mm-hmm. was stressing me out more. So once I lowered right. the difficulty, got more items, I felt I could be a little bit more loose with it. And it,
1: Yeah, I and I played that game on easy as well. That was the first time I ever went by your carnal rule of, fuck it, I'm playing on easy because I want the experience, not the challenge in some games. Yeah. And it, to me, easy mode was a perfect level, uh, a perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's
2: some games that are like that, and I do agree yeah. that Space is one of them for
1: sure. Well, that, that first time, like, you're walking through the ship, and that game did lighting and sound and music just so well. And you already know getting into it, you've seen the trailer, you know it's fucked up, and you want, you think you're going to turn the game on, and boom, we're off to the races, and you're cutting off, you know, alien heads, and slicing off their legs and they really dangle that carrot in front of you for a long time and you hear noises or you see like shadows out of the corner of the screen. And there's that one scene where you're walking down a really tight hallway and you see like a shadow run across the, um, the walkway in front of you and you like, you go, Oh shit. And like I shot four or five rounds off, you know, out (laughs) of sheer
2: (laughs) horror movie trope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, just my reaction. And then I'm like, Oh oh, man, shit. And then I turn around and the fucking alien's there just rah, in your face. And I yeah. fucking screamed and I threw my controller because <laughs> they just really played that drama yeah. and that suspense so well. And that continued throughout that game. And, of course, it wears off a little bit. But, I mean, even when that game's done, you're just like, fuck, what a ride. Yep. And then they uh, they do a good job of capturing that in number two as well. There's a lot of, I think there's almost that same I want to say there's almost that same jump scare in there because you end up going back to that ship. Yeah, two, two is two is the best. Yeah, two is solid. Three's, I mean, they're all good. Three Mm -hmm. had its own moments, but um, but you know, the one time that like outside of that, the one time that scared me, but it was also like an exciting scare, like a oh boy, Mario three, Mario three, Struck with you, (laughs) the (laughs) booze, boom, big reveal. (laughs) Um, was the first time I ever played Dead. Uh, uh, sorry, the first time I ever played Bioshock, mm-hmm. because that's that same thing. You think based off trailers, it's going to be just a run around, beat them up, hack and slash game, and it is a horror survival at least in the first third of that game because you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of equipment and we and all know the
2: atmosphere big, is sucking you in. Like, yeah, the atmosphere
1: is the main character of that game in my opinion. Yeah, dude, and great music, great
2: yeah, art, great design. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're so distracted by everything. You're like, ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny. You know that oh, method. Oh, yeah, like, shit. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of like taken back Like, fuck, this is cool, like, artistically. And then you're like, fuck, I didn't even be paying attention because these dudes are going to be coming out of the bathroom stalls,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. hiding in the water. <laughs> it like, gets crazy. Yeah. Yep. Well, that first time you see that Big Daddy because, you know, they kind of flirt with you a little bit and you know he's coming. But I thought Big Daddy was going to be the final boss of that game. And so I'm like, okay, great. And then – You don't have to fight him, but you're up in the rafters or behind that window or or both. Mm. And that thing, he's stalking one of the humans. It's kind of like, you know, the scourge of that area. And when you first see it, like my heart was pumping and I'm just like, I am not prepared for this fight. This thing is going to rip me limb from limb. And it becomes more of a cinematic element than it does an actual, you know, um. Uh, actual fight for you but i mean that was one moment i will never forget is seeing that thing drive that drill through that man's chest like right in front of you was just so fucking creepy man and then it remains to be a very imposing force the entire time you play that game even though they're not that hard you know once you kind of get fairly powered up and get some good weapons on you it's still a challenge and you still get like the like running away from it so yeah, a solid game. And on a side note, you know what's really fun about this? Like on this podcast, Preston and I can go on and on and on about just like weird paranormal shit. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear you. You have that same affinity for video games. Like so when
2: Preston was like, what's that one game? I was like, dude, within <laughs> seconds. And like Corey, Corey was struggling to say something. <laughs> and then I well, he wasn't really struggling. It just I got to it first. And he's like... I was gonna say it too. You know? Wikipedia <laughs> Steve. On yeah, the- I do. Yep. Yeah, it gets ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, Aaron gets so annoyed when we're watching, like, a movie or something or a TV show. Yeah. And I'll see the, I'll see the fucking, I'll hear the sound of the game. I'll see the, like, just the tiny, four second clip on a video game and I'll yep. fucking know what it is. I'm such a fiend. You go full <laughs> Dustin Hoffman on that shit, yeah, man. Yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> but no, it is. It's always nice to hear you talk about games, man. Cause it, you, you your love for games is really is very apparent. So. Oh yeah. Well, let's see here. I think we got one more. Uh, no, is that it? Yeah, because the last one on here was Evan's Merry Fuck Kill. <laughs> and we we topped that one off in the beginning along with Isaac. So um, we got a couple of minutes left. Preston, let's run back to the top here and let me just ask you a couple because I know that uh, Rob and Alan both want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Rob asks, what
0: is your favorite scary movie and why? Um, for me, um, it's always going to be the first Exorcist because that was the first oh. real horror movie that I ever watched. I, mean, I might have been like seven or eight. My brother was like, "Here, watch this," and um, fucking Jason. Yeah, fucking Jason. And uh, so, th- and he, I, I watched the special edition one because originally that that scene where she's crawling down the stairs like a spider and her head's all twisted around like that was cut from the original theatrical release. Right. And um, so when my brother showed it to me, I got to watch the director's cut. And um, there's something about being possessed by a demon that, like, when I was a kid, just, like, tripped me the fuck out. And so that movie has always stuck with me. And um, that was also, like, one time growing up as a kid, I was watching it downstairs by myself in the basement I've, you know, I've fallen asleep and I'm sitting there snoring on the couch and that scene in the movie where like she's in the room and the, the, like, all you see is just the white demon face and she's like, (laughs) like, I had my surround sound on and I'm fucking dead asleep and all I hear is this demonic voice and this and I'm like, oh my God, like I was up and like, it freaked me the fuck out. Um, you know, all those like slasher killer movies like Jason, Freddy, like those never really freaked me out when I was a kid. Like even the violence, like I'm just like, man, you know, bitch got her head chopped off. But something God. about that movie always just stuck with me. So, well, OK, so what would uh, the scariest scene in a
1: movie be for you? Would that be from The Exorcist? Or is there one scene in any horror movie that stands out being like the truly scariest movie moment you've seen?
2: Uh, Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. When he comes out of the rhino's ass,
0: yeah, <laughs> that one freaked me the fuck out. I'm like, oh my god, he made a vagina out of the robot rhino. Um, yeah, you know, I think that would that would that would probably be it on that the Exorcist. Movie, yeah. Like, you know, like you, there are certain movies like uh, stirve Echoes. When like mm-hmm. he's having that dream mm-hmm. sequence and like he breaks that fingernail because he's reliving that girl being murdered. Oh god! Um, yeah. Something about the, the something about the fingernails like you like freaks me the yeah. fuck out. Like I can watch somebody get their head chopped off or like you know <laughs> like something shoved through their head and their brain splatter, but a ripping of the fingernail or uh nope. like um that just I I can't handle that. Like I'm I'm done. I'm like let's let's change the channel. Like eh, I can't do it, Preston.
1: You walk into a dark room, you only have one match. The room has an oil lamp, some newspaper, and kindling wood. Which one do you light
0: first? The fucking match, because you have to light the match first, but then you're going to light that fucking oil lamp because it's been soaked with oil, so it's guaranteed to light. Then, if you want more light, you're going to light the paper and then use that to light the kindling. Okay.
1: Uh, I would counter your argument with, we don't know if the oil lamp has any oil in it. It could just be the empty husk of a lamp, so you are half correct.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll take it. (laughs) Rob asked, what is
0: your favorite or what are some of your favorite bands or artists? Um, So even though Sean always gives me a hard time and doesn't think that I have a wide spectrum of music that I like, I really do. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I will go f- far as back as like the early twenties. Um, the blues, Jesus, and jazz. you would, you dirty Masonic hipster. Yeah. yeah. So like,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, uh,
0: Robert Johnson, phenomenal artist yeah, and the backstory, the, uh, yeah. the, you know, the, the folk story of him selling his soul to the devil because he's the only person that would actually play with all five of his fingers. Like that big giant thumb of his, he could get around and um then like you know frank sinatra louis armstrong um then uh, you know in the 70s you know uh, like grateful dead the doors the who jimmy hendrix like i fucking jam on jimmy hendrix like how can you not like jimmy hendrix mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here if you don't like jimmy hendrix led zeppelin and then um, the 80s, we could probably forget about the 80s, because the only thing good out of the 80s was like U2, RDM, e. and then David Bowie, because David Ugh, Bowie's U2 just- trash. You
1: can bend over, grab your ankles, and go fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah, Everything know. in the 80s was wonderful. Take On Me by Aha. ha
0: uh, <laughs> I'll get you a spoon. You could eat my ass if you don't like fucking aha.
2: Safety dance, man. Come on.
0: <laughs> I you know, I will have to say that like, you know, like R and B music um and uh like rap from the eighties was phenomenal. Like you go back and listen to like uh like Ghostbusters. Like listen to the soundtrack from the original Ghostbusters. Ray Parker Jr. Like- and just any of that music off of that movie that was like kind of like pop music for, for the time is fucking uh-huh. phenomenal compared to pop music of today. Um, right, but, but you tonight- just said you hated everything in the eighties except for u two and Bowie. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and like uh, you know you know it's not gonna be on my uh, it's not gonna be on my playlist of shit that you know pops up on my phone. But yeah. uh, I can handle it.
1: And a drinking game that's fun to play, guys. If you have been paying attention, every time Preston says phenomenal. You have to take a shot. Yeah, phenomenal, fucking phenomenal. You have to take you two shots, take shot.
0: and and then nineties um, grunge, uh, okay, love it, phenomenal. <laughs> um, and then uh, that that's that's where it kind of drops off for me. I mean, I yeah. like some newer bands, but like they're gonna have to be. Like those experimental rock groups, or you know, something that's like a, of a concept artist uh, for me to really get into it. Um, if it's just you like, like Code and Cambria, you know, I was listening to the show today and uh, I heard you bring that up, and I'm like, well, holy fuck, I'm gonna have to go check this out now. Like, I, Black I, Hole, I, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Nine Inch Nails is another big one for me because um, Trent Reznor was influenced so much by David Bowie as an artist. That you know he does these conceptual albums where like each album is a character and that character has a story and then you're supposed to you know try to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, so I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, Stone Temple Pilots, Foo Fighters. Um, Chubby Corgan, you can't go wrong with Chubby Corgan. So, <laughs> Chubby Corgan. big shout out yes. to Andy and yeah. his <laughs> love he for the Smashing it. Pumpkins. Yeah, he yeah. fucking loves it. And Willie Nelson, like if you're gonna go country, do it right. Put on some fucking Willie Nelson, and uh, you know, the other day, Sean, I sent you that uh, brushy one string. Um, go check. Oh yeah, it out. yeah. Check another corn because the corn can't grow. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
1: good shit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan, Rob, if you guys haven't heard, is it brushy or bushy brushy? Uh, I think it's brushy. I'll send you guys a link for him. It's a dude that plays a guitar with literally one string. I think he may have two teeth and the dude's <laughs> just a fucking great, great singer, great artist. Yeah, yeah. You. The video starts up and you're like, well, this is obviously a fucking joke. And then pretty fucking good, good no, song. Of shit's sh- good too. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Okay. So tell me this man. Um, guilt-free zone here, no judgments. Do you have any guilty pleasure songs or artists that you turn on and you're just like, fuck yeah. And then, you know, outside of your house, we would just make fun of you. Like, do you get down to spice girls while you're like, you know, taking a shower? Is there
0: anything you consider a guilty pleasure? Um, well, like Jamiroquai, like that's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Virtual insanity. uh,
0: Rob Stewart. Like I'll get down, get down on some Rob Stewart. So Oh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Now, did you say Rob Stewart or Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart. Okay. I thought you said Rob Stewart. <laughs>
0: yeah, I might
1: have. It's his cousin. Oh, yeah. 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 I said mine was Missy Elliott
0: and James Brown. Um, I You can't go wrong with James Brown. Like, James Brown is like one badass Boy, motherfucker. So, yeah. don't. You and don't, you, know you know what? You can like, put Missy Elliott in the closet, that's fine to be embarrassed <laughs> about Missy Elliott. But fucking James Brown, like, that fucking cat rocks. So. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, I gave Steve a lot of credit because he's always turning me
1: on to music and I, I'm trying to do the same with him, you know, as a favor to return that. But you also, uh, you took me to see um, Pussifer. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Tool fan. No, I know. Yeah. I see why now after that concert, I'm like, I totally fucking get it. But I've never been a big Tool fan, like nothing against them. I just, I've never really dug deep into their, uh, their music, but fucking Pussifer was a lot of fun. And who all went? Who went to that show with us? It was you and I and Patty and Eric, right? But uh, Jason, yeah. And j- no, Jason didn't go. I got Jason's ticket. No, remember? Well, there that's, you go. That's how I, I think went. That was yeah. about
0: it. Well, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. So yeah, you guys have both given me a lot of uh, I'm good music. So. D. Yeah. Flaming Lips. How could you not forget the Flaming <laughs> Lips? The their concert yeah. here last year in Riverfest, fucking phenomenal. The David Bowie cover made me cry. Two shots. Everybody has two shots.
1: No, his his cover, David Bowie, was pretty fucking great.
0: Monday, they're announcing
2: the new RiverFest artists that'll be playing. Oh, on the on twentieth, right? Yep,
1: I believe is oh, yeah. that Monday, right? No, it's uh, Wednesday. Oh, maybe it's Wednesday. I don't know why. I thought yeah, Monday. hell yeah. Ooh. Well, let's throw in one last question because I know Chauncey would love to hear what you have to say about this. In a what if scenario, you can meet and confirm the existence of aliens. The catch is you have to leave everything behind without any explanation and travel the universe for the rest of your lifespan. Would you do it? Fuck yeah, I'd do
0: it. <laughs> See you, bitches. What? I'm just going to leave your kid like that, man? fucked Fucking up. Fucking call me Han Solo. you just going to leave your kid like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, I don't know. That'd be kind of rough. Nah, no, you can't backpedal now. Don't you now. worry, Blake. Uncle Sean's got yeah.
1: you. Can't backpedal yeah. now. Yeah. Yep, no. I'll be your third. I'll be your third tier, fourth yeah. tier. You know, if 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 <laughs> never no, even
2: get into it. Just give him a switch before you leave, and it'll all be good. <laughs> yeah, he'll
1: be fine. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Blake becomes Star Lord.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Blake and Addy become Star lord That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah,
2: that, was, that was good on the fly thinking. Hell yeah! All right, let's
1: wrap this shit up. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, first of all, thank you to everybody for listening. And again, thank you for all of you guys who sent in questions. That was a shit ton of fun. Um, hopefully you got to learn a couple things. Hopefully you learned shit you really wish you never knew. Yeah. yeah. Like, Especially at the beginning Big of the show. just show. <laughs> Bigfoot's a giant man, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. And, guys, speaking of it's Valentine's Day, we're sharing the love. I do want to just say that uh, this podcast is a lot of fun, and it's even better with uh, you guys. You know, you're two of my best buddies, and I really do love doing this every week now with you. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So, I love you guys.
0: Love you, too, Aww. man. Oh, back at you.
1: Kissy Enough face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Steve, what do you want to plug, man? Let's get out of here.
2: Uh, let's see. I'll plug our Facebook page, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Check that shit out. Yeah. And our Instagram, P-X-L-P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L. Check that you out. I did it. I did it. I did it. I'm mm-hmm, so proud mm-hmm. of myself. <laughs> uh, shout out to the airlines. I don't remember which airlines we're flying in, but I'm flying out on Sunday to go to Florida. I'm really excited about it. And shout out to our rental car. You guys are not gonna believe this. We have a fucking Tesla, oh, for
0: real. 2018, Hell yeah.
1: Because yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we were looking at rental cars because most of the time we're gonna do Uber and Lyft, and then we have a person down there that's gonna uh, drive us somewhere that uh, me and the guy I'm gardening for are meeting, and um, she or we set up the rental. we were looking at rental cars, and we were like, dude. We were going to have to Uber or Lyft three people to the destination of one of the days we were going, and that would have been oh. about $150 because it's it's quite a ways away. Or we could rent a car for like 20 bucks more, and then that way if we get bored of this place, we can go to this other place and not to worry about this shit. And we yeah. were looking at the list of cars, and there was a Tesla, and I'm like – Let's do it! Like be fucking amazing. I can see,
1: I could see Steve yeah. reading the list of the cars, and he hits Tesla, and like he perks up and like looks over both shoulders, and he's like, "Fucking yeah. bet!"
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Facebook live in that shit. That's, that's yeah,
1: awesome. we're gonna have to get a full review of a Tesla when you get yeah. back for the show. Like,
2: I want to, yeah, I want to do that. I'm gonna look up the Easter egg to make the car dance and all that cool shit. And, <laughs>
1: that's fucking
0: yeah. cool! Hell yeah! Dude.
2: I can't wait to see what it's like to be in an automatic driving type situation. I know there's like only certain places it'll do it, but I just think that's. <laughs> fucking crazy but yeah so and then i'll be doing uh i don't think there'll be any kind of like spooky paranormal things um i've never been to universal so i don't know i've heard there's some some kind of scary type rides that are yeah
1: universal should have the uh oh shit i forget they've got a really cool horror movie uh display up there you can go and watch like a uh a uh, practical effects show. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of props. Awesome. You should definitely check that. I'll figure out what that was called and let you yeah. know ahead of time. But they, they got a lot of cool shit. Universal, lots of Beetlejuice stuff, lots of really cool mo- movie memorabilia. You I have to wait. go ride the mummy. If you don't, yeah, uh, we're sure, no yeah. longer
2: friends. I'm going to ride everything I can. As long as the, um, I don't do like roller coasters backwards or upside down. So, but I'll, I'll ride in mean, like real spinny, spinny stuff. I can't do that. Like tilt a world type shit. But I'll, yeah. ride, I'll ride any kind of like
1: experience, especially if they're one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. like that. But. Yeah, Mummy's a lot of fun. Mummy does have some interesting directional uh, stuff with their track, but it's it's really cool. It's not like a roller cool. coaster. It's kind of like a little show that you go ride yeah. and, and witness. That's so. awesome.
2: Uh, and yeah, then dude. I'm going to meet up with um, – I think he listens to our show. Uh, yeah, Joe. Our buddy, our buddy Joe. Yeah, Trailerized, trailer yeah. Rest. So me and him are going to spend all Wednesday together. We're going to go to uh, Disney Gardens and I, wherever else he wants to show me. He knows that place, so – yeah. I'm really, really excited for that. It's been, shit, nine years, eight years. Jeez. I have seen him, so. Oh, yeah. Um, Exciting then, times, dude. Yeah, I'm really, really fucking pumped for it,
1: so. Well, while you're down there in Florida, keep an eye out for that two-egg stump jumper.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that thing. Oh, <laughs> that, that midget Bigfoot. <laughs> that, t- that terrible name.
1: <laughs> yeah. It still sounds like a really bad slur. Yeah, dude, it does. From, oh, yeah. like, the 1940s. Yeah. Jeez, yep. Louise. Hell yeah. Well that means so if you're gonna be gone, you leave Sunday, um, damn it. We might have to push back that that uh that story about the haunted uh the haunted house in England one more week then and catch that when you get back and Preso and I will just do something special for Monday. Yeah. Uh recording Monday and dropping Wednesday, but Cool. Hell yeah, man. All right. Um so check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage, where you can catch up on everything cool and fun he's been doing. Check out his backlog of Attack the Backlog, videos of him checking out a lot of older video games. Um, huge shout out to Mark for everything he does for us. Um, Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. Hell yeah. Check out Rich and his show. Check out our friends over in Colorado, Fear and Fame. Oh, Shit. You know what while we're plugging one of the last questions was um what are some of the other podcasts that we like to listen to drop a couple Steve what do you listen to
2: Who cool. I listen to of course my favorite murder it's pretty much my my, my regular
1: show I listen right. to Right yep hell yeah uh which is a which we are going to go podcast. see live at the yeah. end of March next month can't mm-hmm. wait
2: Yep and then uh Conan Conan needs a friend yeah, uh, it's Conan O'Brien's fucking podcast where he interviews just people he's known through the business and some people that help him with his work and stuff. And it's it's phenomenal. It's, he's yeah. hilarious. That's a uh, shot. That counts. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan Experience. I listen. I don't listen to every episode. I'm like an avid listener. But if there's a guest on there that I think would be remotely interesting to listen to, I listen to that. Um, and there's another one. I can't remember the name of it. Um. I can't remember. That's that's pretty much the main the main three. Oh, I listen to every once in a while the MC Lars podcast when he when he interviews uh, other artists that he's
1: worked with and stuff like that. That's nice. Cool. Oh yeah. Cool. Preston, what are you listening to these days?
0: Um, I listen to um <coughs> expanded perspectives. Um, cool. The guys from Texas, the Brads down there. Um, I, I will listen to their um, podcast, Dungeon and Randomness. I check them out because every now and then they have a, you know, I get my geek on Astonishing Legends. And then, uh, of course, the, the Paranormal Podcast with Jim Harold. And then uh, From Whence Came You, which is a Freemasonry podcast, and The Boogie Monster. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah,
1: I would, uh, I would follow that up and say the Boogie Monster's fantastic. Um, I really hope that Kyle Kanane and Dave Stone come somewhere near here. Maybe we can go catch them either on an actual live Boogie Monster or just a, a comedy set they do. Mm-hmm. There's a really great series, guys, called The Parapod. P-A-R-A-P-O-D. It's two other British comedians and one of them is a diehard paranormal nut and the other is very much agnostic towards all those things. And so it's just a really great show. They have a great That's dynamic cool. where, yeah, one of them, Barry presents an actual, like, case of a haunting or something crazy. And it's just – it's just too good, man. It's just too good. It's funny as shit. A lot of times it goes off the rails and it's just, you know, they're just bantering back and forth. Um, Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Sprague? Sprague? God, I'll mispronounce his last name. Uh, I just started that one up. My Favorite Murder, of course – Um Fear and Fame, my favorite murder, and then I really enjoy Do You Need a Ride with Karen Kilgareth and Chris Fairbanks, where they just ride around in a car picking up their random friends who are famous or or not famous, and they just kind of bullshit about random stuff as they go, and it's just a lot of fun. And then of course the podcast that started it all, the podcast that was our biggest inspiration, I would say, is Mysterious Universe.
0: Shout out to Ben and Aaron. Yeah, good day, boy. mates. Boy boy boy. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's offensive.
0: And let's let's not forget though that all you listeners out there go get your tinfoil hats and join the Richard Jerome cult and uh, follow <laughs> our YouTube page. And then while you're at it, go out and check out bigdobsbeerbomb.com. If you want a beard, need a beard, want to grow a beard, that when Bigfoot, Mothman, and Slenderman are like, fuck it, let's just fuck this guy and have a big like paranormal orgy, go get yourself some sweet uh, sweet tobacco or some classic beard balm and rub that in there, and the paranormal creatures are going to come a-flocking.
1: And use promo code PXLPARA <laughs> for 20% off your entire order. <laughs> Gross. If the cryptids come flocking, don't come a knocking. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and guys, if you're in the Omaha area or you want to swing down there uh, April 13th, Saturday, we're going to be down there for the Rock Your Beard Off Beard competition. Can't wait to see everybody down there. We're going to hang out with Big Dobbs, himself, Rob Bones, and a whole collective group of folks. The people from Gunslinger Soap are going to be there. We can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I don't want to go there so fucking bad. We'll be sure to live uh, live stream that for you yeah. there, Steve. Lots of photos. That'd be cool. Yeah, but you know what, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll bring we'll you back bring a shirt. Back some fucking some beard shit. We will. We will bring you back some beard shit. <laughs> okay, the cool. shit. In a tin. <laughs> I've got a bunch of empty tins, so I can give you beard <laughs> shit now if you want.
2: <laughs> yeah, beard shit.
1: <laughs> okay. Guys, thank you again so much for sending in the questions, for supporting us, being there for us, and uh, we cannot wait to catch y'all next time. So, Preston and I have something very special planned for eighty-five. All right, catch you guys next
0: time. All right, later, y'all. Mm-hmm. Peace. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.